0: Welcome to Behind the Knife's AbSight Review Series, revamped for the 2024 exam. Want to read along? Do it with our updated AbSight Review book. All of this and more can be found on our website, BehindTheKnife.org, and on our brand new, totally awesome Android and iOS apps, which are due out in December. We appreciate your support, and if you like what you hear,
1: please leave us a review. Now, dominate the day, and dominate the site. Behind the Knife would like to sincerely thank Medtronic for sponsoring the entire 2024 Abside podcast series. Medtronic has a rich history of supporting surgical education, and we couldn't be happier that they chose to partner with Behind the Knife. Their sponsorship goes a long way in supporting us as we develop exciting new content. As surgeons, we know and love Medtronic for their trusted brands like Tri-Staple Technology, V-Lock Barb Suture, ProGrip Mesh, and Ligasure Vessel Sealing. With newer products such as the Tac Motorized Fixation Device, the newest Ligature XP Maryland, and the Sonocision curved jaw cordless ultrasonic device, Medtronic's impact extends well beyond the operating room. Medtronic's mission is engineering the extraordinary. With 90,000 plus people in over 150 countries, Medtronic is committed to accelerating access to healthcare technology, advancing inclusion, diversity, and equity, and protecting our planet. Learn more at Medtronic.com. Okay, here we are again behind the knife. Ab site review today's high yield oncology. Okay, so let's just get right into it. We're going to go through some immunotherapy agents, and what we're going to do is I'm going to say the agents, and then I want you guys to tell me what the primary target and what the main uses of this immunotherapy agent is. Okay, ready? I'm glad you have to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, hey, Kevin, trastuzumab.
2: Her two new. This is the human epidermal growth factor receptor tyrosine kinase.
0: And what's it used for? It's used in some breast, esophageal, and gastric cancers. Okay, John, cetuximab. So that's your endothelial growth factor receptor, EGFR. It's used in colon and head and neck cancers. Okay, good. Kevin, back to you. I'm
2: new. Ooh, I know this one. C-Kit. It's the stem cell growth factor receptor used in GIST
0: and apparently also in leukemia. Okay, John, ipilimumab. Yeah, that's your anti-CTLA-4. CTLA-4 promotes growth and function of T-cells. It's used in melanoma. Okay, Tevin, Nivolumab.
2: I think this is what Jimmy Carter is on to fight his melanoma. It's an anti-PDL1. It removes the checkpoint inhibition to allow T-cells to target cancers. It's used in melanoma, lymphoma, colon, gastric, head, neck, liver cancers, and others.
0: Okay, John, back to you. Pembrolizumab. Yeah. Pembrolizumab. Pembrolizumab. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's an anti-PD-1 receptor. It removes checkpoint inhibition to allow T-cells to target cancers. It's used in melanoma, lung cancer, lymphoma,
1: head and neck cancers, and many others. Okay. I'm glad we're finished with that. Okay. So let's move on to some common chemotherapeutic agents and their side effects. So a uh, easy way to remember this is the chemo tox man, and just look to our outside companion to see that and memorize that image. But let's go through them briefly here, okay? So, John, we'll start with you. So, cisplatin,
0: car- carboplatin. What's the side effect? So you're, that's where you're gonna have your ototoxicity and nephrotoxicity. Great, Kevin, bleomycin. That's the pulmonary fibrosis. Okay. John, Dr. Rubicin? Yep, well-known for cardiotoxicity. Perfect.
1: Kevin, cyclophosphamide? Hemorrhagic cystitis. John, 5-FU or 6-MP? Myelosuppression. Okay. Kevin, methotrexate? Myelosuppression. Yep, myelosuppression as well. John, Ben-Christine? That's where you get your peripheral neuropathy. Yep. Okay. So again, we, we went through those, but look at that diagram and uh, memorize that chemotox, man, it I'll be out a lot of those questions. Okay. So moving on, more high-yield oncology. So let's look. Let's talk about some of our hereditary cancer syndromes. So Kevin, Lynch syndrome and hereditary non-polypopous colon cancer syndrome, what genes are involved? Yeah. So
2: most commonly, it's MSH2, MLH1. MSH-6,
1: PMS-2. Okay. And so these are your, your mismatch repair genes, which result in uh, carcinogenesis via an accelerated tumor progression. What are these patients, these Lynch syndrome patients, what cancers are they at risk for?
2: Yeah. I initially think of colon endometrium gastric. But they're also small bowel, pancreatic, GU, and ovarian. Okay. Excellent.
1: What are the screening recommendations, Kevin, for patients with the syndrome?
2: Yeah. So you want to start your colonoscopies at the youngest age at 20. You want to start your EGDs at 30 to 35. You need to do endometrial testing at 25 and the urinalysis starting
1: around 30 to 35. Okay. Great. Colonoscopy 20, EGD 30 to 35, endometrial vacuum curatage starting at age 25 and urinalysis at uh, 30 to 35. What is Tor syndrome? So this is a form of Lynch syndrome that's
2: characterized by sebaceous gland tumors and colon GU cancer tumors. Okay, excellent. Okay,
1: John, now we went to you for familial adenomatous polyposis, rather. So this includes your Gardner syndrome. What, what genes are involved with this? And that's your
0: APC gene and the tumor suppressor gene, which regulates the intracytoplasmic pool of beta catenin. Okay, and what are these again? FAP patients, what cancers are they at risk for? So, colorectal cancer is the most common. You have two types of FAP. Classic FAP, you have thousands of polyps by age 20 to 30. And then you have attenuated FAP, which is usually less than 100 polyps. Additionally, you get gastric polyps, epidermoid cysts, desmoid tumors, brain cancers, gallbladder, pancreas, bile duct, adrenal, thyroid, and liver tumors. Okay. And screening recommendations for FAP? So. Upper endoscopy starting at age 20, flex-sig or colonoscopy starting at age 12, and a thyroid ultrasound starting at age 20. So what about the surgical prophylaxis for these FAP patients? Yeah, so colectomy and proctectomy are your surgical prophylaxis. This typically requires total procticolectomy, but may consider a rectal sparing approach or with a total abdominal colectomy if limited disease in the rectum. However, this was still would require surveillance of the rectal stump. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely need to surveil anything you leave behind. Okay. So Kevin, Turcot syndrome, what is it?
2: Yes. This is a variant of FAP or HNPCC with a brain tumor present.
0: Okay. John, next one. We from any syndrome, what gene is involved? So that's your TP53 tumor suppressor gene. It results in a lack of tumor suppression and carcinogenesis. Okay. Well, what cancers are these patients at risk for? Lots. So, breast, gastric cancer, sarcomas, leukemia. Okay. And screening recommendations. So, annual whole body MRI, including a brain MRI, uh, an upper or lower endoscopy starting at age 25. Okay. Okay, Kevin, uh, moving on. Uh, Putes-Jager syndrome. What's, what gene is involved in Putes-Jager? That's the
2: STK11 gene. It's a tumor suppressor gene. Okay. And the jager syndrome patients are at risk for what kind of cancers? Yeah, I can see the picture in the textbook. It's the hammer tomas, the mucocutaneous hyperpigmentation, gastric polyps, breast, ovarian, fallopian, cervical, thyroid, lung, pancreatic, and testicular cancer. Oh my goodness, that's a long list. Okay, how about screening recommendations? So for this, it's upper endoscopy, capsule endoscopy, and colonoscopy starting at the age of eight. Okay. Okay, so John,
0: hereditary breast and ovarian cancer syndrome, what genes are involved with these? That's your BRCA one and two genes, uh, both tumor suppressor genes. Yeah, so those are the ones that we're a little bit more familiar with. What cancers are these patients at risk for? So breast, ovarian, pancreatic cancers, and melanoma. And screening recommendations for patients with the uh, BRCA mutation. So we'll start breast MRIs at the age of 25. For men, you'll do annual breast examinations. And this is the type of disease that you need to consider prophylactic
1: bilateral mastectomies. of high risk patients. Okay, okay great. Kevin, so hereditary diffuse gastric cancer. We talked about this a little bit in our stomach chapter, but what gene is involved with this?
2: Yeah, so that's the CDH1 gene. It's an e-cadherin mutation resulting in the lack of tumor suppression and cell adhesion. Okay, and what
1: it's a little bit obvious from the name, but what cancers are these patients at risk for? Gastric cancer with a greater than 80% lifetime risk. Okay, and how about your screening recommendations? So you want to
2: start your upper endoscopy starting at the age of 20 and then consider a prophylactic total gastrectomy. Perfect.
1: Okay, so those are our hereditary cancer syndromes. So you'll probably want to listen to that several times. So is a lot of information and highly testable. So let's go into our quick hits then for our high-yield oncology. So, John, what is the extracolonic cancer that requires surveillance after a colectomy in patients with FAP?
0: So this is duodenal carcinoma, and you do upper endoscopy starting
1: at age 20. Good. Yep, absolutely. Do not forget about that upper endoscopy after your colectomy for FAP. Kevin, what phase of cell division is the most vulnerable to radiation treatment? That's the M-phase. M-phase. Yeah, yep. that's an easy point to pick up on the upside. Okay, John, Oncotype DX. What is the Oncotype DX gene assay? This is a 21 gene panel used as a
0: prognostic tool to show the risk of developing breast cancer recurrence and ER positive tumors.
1: Absolutely. This is a more recent thing that if you attend your institution's tumor board, you, you probably hear all about it. So, John, staying with you. How is this Oncotype DX recurrent
0: score interpreted? So a score greater than or equal to 18 indicates a likely benefit from chemotherapy in addition to endocrine therapy for breast cancer.
1: Okay. So let's just uh, go through some tumor markers. This is going to be real rapid fire. We're going to do what cancers are associated with these following uh, tumor markers. So we're just going to go back and forth, Kevin and John. So uh, I'll start with you, Kevin. CEA. Colon cancer. CA199. Pancreatic cancer, hepatobiliary cancers, CA one twenty
0: five, ovarian cancer, uh, AFP, hepatocellular carcinoma, and testicular cancer, uh, non seminoma, okay, LDH, melanoma, and testicular cancers, PSA, prostate cancer, Alk prostate cancer, HER two, that's breast, gastric, esophageal
1: cancers. Okay, last one, chromogranin, carcinoid tumor. Carcinoid tumor. Okay, excellent. So that is our high yield oncology absite review. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and thank you to Medtronic for supporting surgical residents preparing for the 2024 absite. Since 1949, Medtronic has relentlessly pursued therapies that change lives. Today, we thank Medtronic for supporting surgical residents as they relentlessly pursue their dreams. From all of us at behind the knife in Medtronic, dominate the absite.